You are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. And if God is generous, then we believe so should we be. And so what we've been kind of doing is scraping and hopping and skipping through the book of James and trying to pick up uh, what James is trying to tell us as the modern day church. And we believe that he's telling us, God is telling us to be generous in four areas. Four areas being our words. Everybody say, oh my. my. It's easier said than done. Uh, We believe that we should be generous with our wealth. We should be generous with our worship. And we should be generous with our work. And that's what we're trying to do. We don't necessarily have the answers. We're, we're by, by all means, we're not perfect, but we're sure trying. Can I hear an amen? amen? And so with that in mind, I just want to say thank you for coming back. <laughs> Christy and I, we come every Sunday, and we're just so thankful that people show up. And so thanks. <laughs> thanks. We're so absolutely normal, and we're going to show you a video that proves it here in a moment. Uh, But we're just, just, I mean, honestly, we're just so thankful for you. Thank you for the support. And we're just so thankful for God calling us uh, to to lead this church. And it's just such a blessing. And so, uh, Christy, when I think about generous in worship, uh, let me just be honest here. You know how it is when you try to make an acronym or you're trying to use the same, like, for me, the same W word for four weeks, you know, kind of thing. Uh, This was maybe a little bit of a stretch and really what I want to talk to you today is about trust. And, and, and just bear with me, I'll get to eventually telling you how I think trust impacts our worship. But how many of you would agree with me today that trust is not easy? Christy, is trust easy? It's not, Andy. Tell me a little bit about, about, about me and our relationship and our trusting relationship and how I, <laughs> I believe in you so much. So I don't know if you guys know this. We haven't really tapped into our vault of videos that Andy documents with me being the main star. But let's just say that some of you, maybe you miss it at points. You know, you have a situation where you're just not in your best or you're failing at something or you have this crazy fear Well, for Andy and I, he typically, when he sees this opportunity or sees me responding in a way, some might call reacting in a way, he gets the phone out and he starts recording me. And so I just think, you know, trust can be funny. It's not easy. And there's a lot of things that I am afraid of. And so a couple years ago, we were at Roca. Some of you have seen this video, climbing gym. And I thought I could get down once I climbed up that wall, and I couldn't. And so I did not trust the equipment that I was in, and I started to lose it. She did not trust me as well. I didn't trust, but you know, it doesn't help when you're filming your wife instead of helping. So we'll see whose team you are on after this video. That's what it's about, a competition. So let's watch it. Ready? Ready, three, two, one, let go. Christy, look. Let go. Let go. I know, just, you're barely up there. Go. I don't like this at all. Three, two, one, go. I hate this. You're too close to me, kid. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh. 
Just let go. Let go. Let go. No, I'm being Let go. I'm never doing this again. And you just record for humor all the time. How will you be a lifeline? <laughs> treat each other with honor and respect and I use my words to worship my husband oh, every day. No, no you don't. <laughs> Lifeline. I'm glad you said honor and respect because the definition of worship is reverence and honor or adoration and, and I think in modern day terms we would say worship has a lot to do with honor and love and the same thing is true with, with, I think, the word trust, uh, that we will, well, let me say it like this. I think that we will never worship, the, worship God the way that we are called to worship God unless we can trust God first. And I also feel like we may not trust and really grow that trust unless we continue to follow God. And that ultimately turns that trust and that commitment to a life-giving relationship with the creator of this universe ultimately begins to create that honor and that respect, that adoration, that reverence, that, that healthy fear for the God of the universe who loves us. And so today, uh, what we want to do is just open up our Bibles up to James uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 2. And Christy and I kind of just want to have a little bit of a conversation with you about how we can be generous with our worship. We believe also it starts with trust as we read it here. It says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials or rock climbing challenges of many kinds, because you, you should know this, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now, for those that, that weren't here on the first week, and I had mentioned this while I was speaking, uh, the Bible version I love reading is the complete Jewish Bible. And what I like about this is, for this really main reason right here, is everywhere we read the word faith, it's actually translated trust. And I think in modern day terms, we understand the word trust better than we do faith. Faith is kind of one of those words where we kind of know and we kind of don't know. And so I, I want to read, read this with just that word trust and for us to begin to understand what the scripture is saying. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials or challenge for perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that it may be mature and complete and not lacking in anything. And I only smirked when I said mature because we are the most mature people around. <laughs> what I've learned, the longer I follow God, the more sincere my worship becomes. The more we get to know somebody, the more sincere that relationship should become. And if I'm, if I'm just being honest here, trusting God is, is not easy. It simply is not. And I'll tell you why. It's because I can't see God. I've never heard God. And I've never touched God. But that's where trust comes in. I still trust God. 
Anybody in that scenario? And this, I think most of us would agree, even though we, we have not audibly heard God, we haven't physically touched God, we haven't seen God incarnate right here, uh, we still choose to trust God. And so practically what I want to do and what we want to share today is we want to be generous in worship. And in order to be generous in worship, we have to be generous in trust. And we believe that the beginning of worship is a trusting relationship with God. And I think James, James teaches us uh, how to trust or what to trust in and what to trust exactly about when it comes to God. I believe it's these three things. We're supposed to trust God, trust that God speaks, trust that God hears, and that trust that God leads. And that's kind of what we want to chat about today. So James 1, just a little bit further down that chapter, it says this, do not merely listen to the word. John 1, 1 says this in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So allow me to re-translate re, uh, this. Do not merely listen to God. And so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at the mirror and after looking at himself goes away immediately forgetting what he just looked at. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law, God's word that gives freedom and continues, which I say follows it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed to do what they do. Which reminds me to the promise, the promise that God made Abram in the beginning of his relationship. And it was like this. He, God said to man, he said, I'm going to bless you so that you might be a blessing. If we're going to be generous in worship, we have to begin to trust that God desires to bless us. God desires to speak to us. So the first thing that we want to talk about in here and we're committing to is that God speaks. And God primarily speaks through his word. And we have to begin to trust that what his word says should have weight or gravitas. It should have an authority when it comes to our life and in our life. And if God is shouting let go in our life and we're still holding on, are we trusting? And if God is shouting and leading through the Holy Spirit that we should hold on and we are letting go, are we trusting God? And so I'm just trying to say this. Is, uh, it's, it's nearly impossible to worship God unless we trust him first. And if we're not reading God's word, then how can we know what we're trusting? One of my favorite things to YouTube is trust fails. Trust fall fails. Anybody ever done that? They're hilarious. I love them. I love them all. It doesn't even matter if they're fake or they're real. I just enjoy them. In fact, when I was growing up skateboarding, one of my favorite things uh, to do, well, it wasn't my favorite things. It just happened naturally. I feel like a horrible person like confessing this. But when someone wiped out, it was like, because <clears throat> I knew they were laughing at me when I did. I had the worst <laughs> falls. But the best trust, I, I got to continue on. I just made myself look horrible. <laughs> I think you did that earlier. Oh, I did, okay. <laughs> so true. I'm not saying anything that I didn't show earlier. Uh, the funniest trust falls 
are not the ones where they fall back, but the ones that fall forward. You ever seen those? Like you'll see little kids, like the parents will explain, okay, fall back on me. And like they close their eyes and they fall forward smack dab on their face. <laughs> They're the best. And so my question to this is what way are you falling? In this world, are you beginning to trust the world and falling that way? Or are you beginning to, are you falling in a trusting relationship with God and God's word? What way are you falling? God's word, uh, when it comes down to it, are we trusting it first? Trusting it more than our opinions, our feelings, our comforts. I believe trusting God first is truly the beginning of worship. Fully embracing God's perspective. Fully embracing God's way. Fully embracing God's leading that we find in God's word. I believe we can't trust God unless we hear God. Yeah, and I look back on my life and there was a pivotal moment where I started down a road that I had never been on before. There was a season in my life. I was um, in college and I was ending my freshman year of college. And I had, at that point, you know, I was 18 years old and just had been a classic, I feel, teenager making a lot of mistakes with the guys that I was choosing to date and the decisions I was making and like going to parties and just doing, I was just living a crazy life of a teenager in college. And there was a point where I just kept finding myself in this repetitive prayer, asking for God, you know, like, God, I trust you. God, I want to change. God, I need, I need more of you, or I don't want to be in the same position. And there was a conversation that I had had with a couple of my friends in college. We were actually in a Bible study one night, and they just really challenged me in regards to like, well, who are you trusting? You know, and at that point, I had been dating since my freshman year of high school nonstop. So I would be dating a guy, break up, and then be going out on a date within a couple of weeks and just was constant. And I had some longer relationships in there. But where I found myself at 18 years old is I was really broken and I was definitely leaning towards guys for my identity, leaning towards guys for my worth and feeling, you know, like my beauty and things like that. And so I had this conversation and I walked away from the conversation where it was just so clear, like, Christy, you need to lean on God. And at the time, I felt like it was so uncomfortable and it's crazy even for me to admit it now, but at that, the, on that day, it was April of my freshman year, I decided that I was not going to date a guy for six months. And you're like, six months, that's nothing. But at the time, it was huge. And so it was, it was a commitment and it was me leaning towards God and not leaning towards the world. And even just the norm of the casualty of going on a date or um, hanging out with guys, because let's be real, it was never casual. And so it was this pivotal moment for me of choosing God and choosing him versus my own cravings or choosing my own insecurities. And it changed the trajectory of my life. That six months turned into about two and a half years um, prior to Andy and I actually meeting. And it was a focus thing for me. It was a trust. It was leaning into the word and getting to know God in a deeper capacity. And so I just want to challenge you guys. Maybe you're in a situation right now or you have things happening and it's just God changing our, shifting our priorities or, you know, like, cause it does take sacrifice. It takes commitment. It takes vulnerability of speaking it out. And for me, it was just always, I was putting everyone above my relationship with God. So that was huge for me in regards to trust. So what you're saying is that 
you, without knowing it at a young age, you were falling back on a certain trust. At some point, though, in a conversation or reading God's word, you felt like that trust needed to shift. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would, I remember going to church and maybe you guys have been there. Maybe you're here now where I was going to service every week with the same exact prayer. Like I was failing, falling back every single week in the same amount of sin, the same things that I was struggling with. And I felt crazy at the time. Like, why am I here again? And it was just this moment of like, I'm going to push forward and not go off my feelings or my emotions. And I'm going to like commit to this. And it took accountability. It took a lot of like me telling my friends, like, don't let me say yes. You know, like I had to focus and I just laugh. I mean, 18 year old Christy was a mess. I'm still a mess, but it was just a matter of me falling forward for sure. I think about, I think there's some of you that walk into this to echo and maybe it's your first time, second time, third time. Uh, and if you're anything like Christy and I, there was a, there was a transformational moment, I think. Yeah. And we may not be able to figure out when it was. But I remember going to church week after week. And I knew what I was trusting in during the week. And even though I would come to church and I would worship. And at that moment, it seemed to be absolutely sincere. Some of the requests that I was asking God, they were sincere. But the issue, there was, a, there was a divide between my worship and my trust. And I think God wants to tell someone in here, a few of you, and remind all of us, God wants your full trust. And it's not easy, but it is worth it. And I believe that a generous worship begins with trust, trusting that God knows better. God knows better than you'll ever know. And if you want to see life change, begin to put your full trust in God. I think too, the James scripture that Andy read about when you look in the mirror and it's like, you don't even, you don't, you walk away and you don't know who that person was. Like for me, I looked in the mirror for so long and I did not recognize myself. Like I didn't want to look in the mirror and I just would avoid it. Like I avoided the real roots in my life. And so that was the big thing is like, I was compartmentalizing so many areas of my life. And so it was God in that season between 18 and 20 years old, he invaded my life and I allowed him to. And it wasn't easy, but it was an invasion of really looking at myself for the way that God looked at me, you know, and declaring that I was worthy and that I was like, I was enough, you know, and cause I would just let other people fill that for me. And so I was left a half of a person or looking in the mirror, not recognizing the person that I had become. Was that, was that one moment in time, one happening or did this happen over time? Over time for me. Okay. I just wanted everybody to hear that. But it, it takes time. God's in the process of refining. That testing ultimately will produce perseverance. But you got to continue to say, God, regardless of, of, of what I want to do, how I feel, or what I hear, I'm going to just follow you. I'm going to trust you. And it just takes time. The second thing that James teaches us, which should encourage us, is that God is a God that hears James 5, 13 says this, if anyone among you is in trouble, let him pray. Let them pray. If anyone is happy, let them sing songs of praise. If anyone among you is sick, let uh, them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith, in trust, 
will make the sick person well, the Lord will raise them up. What I want to encourage you today is not only does God speak, but God is listening. God, that should encourage you that God is listening and, and, and he's inviting. It's really this listening component reminds me of an invitation into a relationship. You know, you ever been in a relationship where someone just talks all the time and you never really get a word in? That's not much of a relationship. And the same thing with God. God invites us into a relationship and he simply proves it by saying, you know what? Ask. God doesn't just speak. God listens. He wants to listen to you. And today I want to encourage you in a very practical way is begin to ask God. When was the last time you asked God for something? And the best way to ask God for something, I believe, is asking using the Bible. In some scriptures in, in, in the Bible, it says some of you, you ask, but because of the way you ask and what you're asking is the reason why God's not answering. And I think if we're going to follow Christ, if we're putting our trust in his word, we've got to begin to ask God according to his word and his heart. And that ultimately will begin to guide how we pray. The second way I love asking God is writing it down. How many miracles have happened in your life? I mean, legitimately, how many miracles can you prove have happened in your life? Very few of us will ever be able to tell each other what that is. And I believe it's simply because of this. This is my opinion. It's because we don't write down what we ask. So much so that when miracles happen to our life, we can never identify that that miracles happened because we forgot we asked in the first place. Does your wife, does, does your boyfriend, girlfriend, friend ask you something and a moment later you forget? Anybody like that? Let's not treat God and what we ask that same way. Someone really, like, we're really proud, like, yeah, I forget. <laughs> and the last thing and last way to ask God, I believe, is let's ask God generously. Let's ask God generously. There was a moment for Andy and I, and it, it was a very powerful moment for me in, in a matter of seeing that God hears us and that God wants to answer our prayers. We had, we have three daughters and we had just, this was um, our second daughter, Zakaya. We had, um, we were in Wabasha delivering her at the Mayo Clinic there. And we had a beautiful delivery. Everything went great. And immediately after I had delivered her, we faced some crazy complications in the delivery room. And so without going into crazy detail, Andy and I were in the room and it was shift change. So if you work at the hospital, you understand. We had delivered her at um, seven, 6 or 7 a.m. Sorry, kid, don't remember. Um, <laughs> 6, 7 a.m. Sorry, kid. Sorry. Sorry, second um, born. Sorry, second born. Okay, so we deliver and shift change is happening. So it's chaos and we faced a very scary two hours. And they were getting the OR ready for me to go into an emergency surgery. And... Looking back, I'm like, why? Why did we not? Like, I thought, you know, some way, sometimes you think you're going to respond a certain way. And in that moment, Andy and I, we were doing all the things and we had music on, like we had worship on and I was praying in my, like in, like in my heart, I wasn't praying out loud. And it was just this moment where our practitioner actually looked at us and she's like, you guys better pray or we're going in the OR, right? Like in five minutes. And Andy looked, you know, and he's there and Zakaya's, you know, I'm holding Zakaya and he said these words. He said, in the name of Jesus, 
and what I was facing, it like miracle happened right there. All he said was in the name of Jesus. And we looked at each other and we looked around the room at like our nurses and our nurse practitioner and we're like, okay, okay, that just happened. And, you know, we had goosebumps, but it was the power. And I think sometimes, you know, getting out of your comfort and even voicing it, like journaling it, praying out loud, it can be in your car. It's just a conversation with God, but like ask God, he hears us. And, you know, I grew up in a home where my prayers were in my heart and I don't think those are bad, but it's writing it out. It's voicing it. And it was just a powerful moment of us like seeing like God hears our voice. And of course I looked at him like, dude, you could have done that two hours ago, you know, like, <laughs> but it was a lesson for us that God hears us, that he wants to answer our prayers. What's crazy about that moment is it was an escalating issue. You've probably been there, some of you. For sure, if you're a nurse, and, and in the first moments, the reason why I hadn't prayed two hours early because it didn't seem like a huge deal, and we thought it would just pass, and nothing was changing. And when and, and it's it's actually embarrassing, but for our nurse to look at us, she knew he was a and pastor, and she said, "Andy, so you're like, a pastor. You better pray. This is probably the time to pray." And I. We're not telling you details because it just would simply gross out every man in this world. Uh, <laughs> but immediately something changed. And I, we tell you this because faith, trust, sometimes is the willingness to look foolish. And I think some of us, we're going to get to the end of our life. And I, I don't think... We're going to feel bad because we asked too much. Mm -hmm. I believe we're going to feel bad because we didn't ask enough. And I just feel like right now, even this moment, there's some of you in certain situations. And I'm just begging you, begin to trust God. Begin to ask God the unthinkable. Begin to ask God. It's a simple trust. Let him prove, let God prove to you that he hears. The last thing that we want to talk about is God leads. I believe if God leads, then we should follow his lead. James 5.19 reminds us of this, and he says, Brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, which I think is a picture of the journey that we're all on, if you wander from the truth, John Mark Comer, one of my favorite pastors that I listen to constantly, he says, there are no maps. There's just only a guide when, it's with, with, when we're on our faith journey. Mm-hmm. God desires to be that guide. So if my brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. And God invites us to follow him. And I think the best way to follow God is to start listening to God. I think a generous worship starts with a generous trust. And I truly, truly believe when Christy was at church, was at her college ministry, and you were praying every week, weekend, week out, like, Lord, I love you. I believe that you meant it. I believe that you meant it. 
how much more is your faith sincere today because of the perseverance and say, regardless of where we're going, no matter where the world's going, no matter what I want or what I don't want, God, I'm gonna trust you anyway. And I believe that there's some people in here today and man, you have been just doing life the way you wanted to do, do it. And I would just wanna tell you today that a generous worship starts with surrender. Thank you so much for listening to the Echo Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take just a second to share it with a friend or family member who might need to hear this word today. And if you're feeling alone, lost, have a question, or want help with anything, please reach out to us. We are the echo.church slash contact. We would love to help you no matter who you are or where you're at. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more, make sure to head over to that website, wearetheecho.church to get all the details and upcoming services and events.